0: Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you'd like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. or we'll come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. a great illustration wasn't it how good is God how good is God um this long weekend we are uh having a holiday tomorrow to celebrate to to honour um our Anzacs those who lay their lives down and were prepared to lay their lives down back in um back in the day and um it's a secular thing but I think as a nation we need to be grateful and thankful that we have freedom because of the actions of these men and women and um, we just we just want to acknowledge as a church today that the Anzacs gone before us and made sacrifice and um, in light of communion and the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us um, you know we know that they did not die in vain, and we honour them today, and we are grateful for this nation, this great nation of Australia, that we can walk freely in, and worship freely because of what they've done. Amen. Amen. So we have lots away today, lots sick, uh, lots on holidays, but guess what? We're here, and it's awesome, isn't it? And that was a great time of worship. And this morning I've got a message for you which God actually laid on my heart about two weeks ago in prayer meeting. And so let's get into it. The title of my message today is, We Have Not Passed This Way Before. So we're going to read from the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 3 from verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. Father, we thank you today that we can come before your throne of grace in the matchless name of Jesus. And Lord, as I bring this word today, I pray it will be meat for those who need meat. Milk for those who need milk, Father God, that your word would be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I pray, Father, that each one of us would leave this place or leave the online service today knowing you more, loving you more, feeling your presence in our lives more, feeling led by you more and more every day as we seek your face. I ask, Father God, that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer as I bring this message which you've laid on my heart. And God, I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour because it's all about you, not about any individual, but all about you. We thank you and praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Welcome to Bridge City North Online today that we're streaming the message through. And so we pray that you're having the most wonderful time at North this morning as well. This message... um, has really been burning in my spirit for a couple of weeks and with Easter last week um, it wasn't the appropriate time to bring it but um, I just want to just lay some things out for you this morning regarding um, the process of change really. Someone once said that the only certain things in life are death and taxes. That's pretty morbid isn't it? (laughs) But you know what? I'm going to add to that and I'm going to say the only consistency in life, the only thing certain in life is change. And if we are not expecting change, it's going to take us uh, unawares, catch us unawares and it is not necessarily going to be a great thing. We live in a world that's changing and constantly changing. Change is a certainty no matter what stage of life you're at, whether you are ...in primary school or yet to go to school or high school or living um, as a teenager... ...or in a work situation or retirement or in between all of those things. Change happens to all of us and it's sometimes uh, a small change. Sometimes it's a monumental change that can shatter your world... Um, if you're not grounded in God and sometimes it even shatters your world when you are grounded in God and you're looking to see where God is in the midst of the change as well. It can be so monumental and and it can vary by so many degrees. Sometimes it's a health issue, sometimes it's financial, but it's essential. Change is essential for us to grow and for us to mature in our lives and in our walk with God. We look at the church over the last two and a half years through the times of COVID and all that um, the church has gone through and particularly our church in losing our pastor nearly well 20 months ago, um, my husband. We look at the change that has been wrought through all of that and that change has been huge and significant but on top of all of that all of the other things that have happened as well with shutdowns and and meltdowns and (laughs) all of those things as well. And yet God has been faithful through all of those things because God is the ever-present, never-changing Spirit of God who is with us always and leads us always and gives us that constant loving, constant reassurance, constant presence because he's all-present, all-knowing and all-powerful and we can trust in our God no matter what is changing around our world. And so, when we look at change, we've got to understand that change is a healthy thing when we submit it to God and when we bring it through the processes that God wants to take us through in bringing that change in our life. Today, I'd like to look at the process of change from the perspective of Joshua and how he took the nation of Israel into the Promised Land. With everything that had gone before, Moses was dead. He died. He'd taken them so far they'd been the plagues in Egypt, 400 years of captivity as slaves in Egypt, and then the 40 years in the desert as they moved towards the promised land. And from chapter 3 in Joshua, we see the history of Israel's passing through the Jordan into Canaan, the promised land. With Joshua leading, um, they marched up the river's side, and then God's almighty power led them through it. As I was studying this week about it, I looked into Matthew Henry. I love Matthew Henry's commentary, and I give him credit. He's been long gone, but I love the way he expounds the Word of God. And Matthew Henry's commentary says that they passed through the Red Sea unexpectedly, but they had prior notice that they were going to be crossing and passing through the Jordan River. Has this happened in the Bible before? Yes, there's five instances in the Bible where God actually parts the water. And that surprised me, and I'm always in the word, and yet when I started to look into it, I thought, yep. So it's Genesis 1 6 to 7, at creation, God separated the waters. He said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Interesting. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. In Exodus 14, we see that Moses parted the Red Sea. He lifted up his rod and he lifted up his hand over the sea and it parted. He made a way where it looked impossible. In Joshua 3, which we're about to look at now, and then through to Joshua 4, 1 to 18, Joshua and Israel crossing the Jordan River. 2 Kings 2, 5 to 9, where Elijah parts the Jordan River and crosses over. But let's look at our, our text today and let's, let's dig a little and let's find where it applies to us because I think there's some aha moments that we might have today as I dig into the Word. So Joshua 3.1, then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan and he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. They came to the Jordan and they lodged there. They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know how they were going to cross the river. So there was a natural preparation in Joshua 1:1, It says, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you will cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. So there was a natural pre- uh, preparation that they went through in that. And they went as far as they could. They went as far as they could and they waited and they were ready. They'd done the preparation. They could at this point have dug in. They could have stayed there and they could have decided, yeah, this is a nice place, we're going to stay here. But the word lodging is a temporary state. So when they were lodging on the banks of the Jordan River... They knew that it was a temporary state and I'm sure there were some there that were like, well, it's okay here. Why would we bother with the the hassle of getting across that river? Why would we get out of our comfort zone and move across that river when it's so wide and so roaring and we don't know how we're going to do it? So it's a temporary state that they were lodging there. And, you know, for us as believers, we've got those same choices. Sometimes we can get comfortable in what we're doing. Sometimes our way seems better than God's way. Sometimes our way is the more comfortable way. And it's, it's our way that sometimes gets in the way of God's way because good is the enemy of God, isn't it? So sometimes our rationale gets in the way and we choose to stay in a temporary state and lodge where we're at rather than look forward and look to God and look to his provision for what he's going to do, what he is about to open up for us, what he is about to to speak into our lives and how he will work in our lives despite the obstacles we see, despite our life circumstances and the difficulties that that we might be going through. So it's an attitude of trust in saying to God, Lord, take us through these things, take us through the deep waters, take us through the desert. You've already brought us through 40 years in the desert and now we're at a place where we're about to cross over and we don't know how you're going to do it, except we can remember what happened when we were in Exodus 14, when Moses lifted up his hand and and parted the red sea so we know that there's a precedent that God can do it but this is a new generation because after 40 years they did not know what was happening so we can go as far as we want to in the natural we can nut out for ourselves the things that yep this makes sense and we can have a plan and have have a degree of understanding of what our life is about and and what we're going to do and yet Just like the Israelites, we are walking on uncharted paths. We have never passed this way before. We have never done the 24th of April 2022 before. And tomorrow is the 25th of April and it will be a new day and it will be a new way to to move through. And we've got to put our times in God's hands so that he knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. And we've got to trust God with what he's doing as we go through these uncharted waters as we've never passed this way before, to go as far as we can in the natural, to do the natural preparation and then to wait for God to show us those next steps, depending on him for our strength, depending on him for our provision, depending that and knowing that God is not a man, that he should lie. God is faithful, he's loving and he will accomplish what he has said he will do. It also says that Joshua rose early and that to me means that he's had sleep. So we need to understand we need our rest but we need to make the best of every single day that we have. We rise early, we get up and we be about what God has given us to do. It really spoke to me about the importance of every single day that we have. The Bible says that um, work while it is still day for the night is coming where no man can work. John 4, 4 to 5, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So it's a case of redeeming the time, redeeming the time that God has put in our hands, knowing that every new day his mercies are new every morning, and God has given you something to do today. We don't worry about yesterday. Sometimes we've got to make good some of the things that have happened yesterday. Sometimes we just need to trust God with our yesterdays as we move through today, knowing that our tomorrow is in God's hands as we trust him. The Bible says they moved from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan and they lodged there before they passed over. So sometimes in order to obtain the best that God has for us, we've got to move from where we are To where we need to be going. It's a case of positioning ourselves, and sometimes that's not a physical positioning, sometimes it is, but very often it's a positioning, a repositioning of our attitudes, our thoughts, our plans, our dreams. It's a positioning of our soul as we submit ourselves to God and say, Lord, I don't know why some things are happening, but I trust you no matter what's happening. So it's a personal choice. And as a church, we do this personally, as individuals, and corporately as the body of Christ. We choose to follow the path that God has for us. So ask yourself today, where is God taking you? And have you passed this way before? Or are there things that are similar, but different? Because every new day brings new things. And Jordan is a place that God ordained. It's a place of... Dependence, waiting, lodging, looking to God. It's a place where faith rises to believe for the impossible. It's a place also of weakness, of helplessness. It's a place where we can come face to to face with ourselves and we may be our own worst enemy in some of the things that we say or do or feel. And yet, in that time, of waiting in God, those three days, and the significance of those three days is where the resurrection came. Jesus was three days in the, in the grave, three nights in the grave, and then he rose. Those three days camped on the Jordan um, are so significant because at that point God moved and there was life. You know, your, your Jordan may be a time of sickness or family problems or disappointment. Or you've suffered rejection and felt like nobody cares about you. Your Jordan may be a place of helplessness and fatigue where you say, I don't know how I'm going to do another day. It might be a place where you say, I know what you want to do, Lord but I'm struggling with faith to believe for what you're going to do. And that is okay because as we tell God about it and as we pray about it and as we look to him, he deposits in us that degree of faith to believe that he will accomplish what he sent his word to do in you and he will bring to perfection those things that are troubling you and concerning you today when we are in his will. Have you ever found yourself in a place where you just don't know what to do? You just feel like, you know, you're going through a Jordan experience, a desert experience and nothing seems to help. I'm here to tell you today that God is there to help you and you have brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, not just in this part of the body of Christ but right throughout the body of Christ who are there to help, there to encourage, there to pray for you, there to support you and help you strengthen yourself in God. You know there there are things that we can do and there are things that we just need to leave to God and in the waiting that's when God moves so mightily in each of our hearts. So God is there for for you always. So the people were then directed to follow the ark. Joshua 2:32 two, two to 4. So it was after 3 days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, "When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and about 2000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it." that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. We need to follow the path that God sets for us. We need to not fear. We need to trust him. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. see, See, the people were directed to follow the ark, individually and corporately and the same is can be said of us we, we need to follow what God is saying God's presence and every one of us has a path that's an individual path but we're all going in the same direction we're all about the same purpose and it looks different for every single one of us my path have more bumps in it than yours yours might have more stones in it yours might have more high places mine might have more low places but we keep walking we keep moving we keep looking to Jesus and we keep trusting him that the the direction that we're moving in is the one that God is moving us for. You see, there were officers appointed to go out throughout the camp and give directions so that every Israelite would know where they needed to be, what they needed to do and how they could depend on each other. And God appoints leaders within the body of Christ to direct and encourage and support and show the way. And that's the power of team and the power of unity in the body of Christ. And Psalm 133 says where there is unity, God commands the blessing. So if we're walking in God's path for us, his peace is available for us, his word is available, his spirit will lead us and guide us in everything that we do, even if the going is a little tough. And that's why he provides rest at the end of every day. We might have had a really rough day and then he provides sleep, precious sleep, and he folds us he enfolds us in his love as we sleep and comforts us and strengthens us and rejuvenates us and renews us, ready to wake up in the morning and do a whole nother day and eat a whole nother block of chocolate if we need to, just to get through. <laughs> that sounded like Pastor Vic, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. You see, if we're walking in God's path for us, his peace is there for us. His word and his spirit will lead. And it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You can trust in God. You can trust in him and know that following his path is a good path. It may be a narrow path and it may at times feel like a lonely path or a cold path. But as long as you keep moving, it's okay. He'll take you through. Saying yes to Jesus saying I'm out of my comfort zone no matter what you say Jesus I will follow you no matter what I'm feeling I will follow you I will love you I'll proclaim you as my God my king all the days of my life for however many days they might be Luke 9:57 says now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him Lord I will follow you wherever you go amazing and that should be the cry of our heart lord i will follow you wherever you go and wherever you lead me and however you take me trusting him trusting in the unknown and thanking him and praising him in everything but it also says in this scripture that in following the ark they've got to keep their distance the distance speaks of an awe and reverence for god so that we don't take him for granted and i think some days some days we we cannot allow God to have that place of awe and reverence in our lives because, because, and yet we've got to allow God to be in that place of awe and reverence as we move forward in life with him, loving him, loving his word. And when we place him in that awesome, reverent place, we can't help but submit ourselves to him because we love him so much because we we're in so much awe of him because he is so incredible and because he has sent his son to die for us so that we might not have to suffer the death death and and permanent separation from god for eternity that jesus has paid the price for us that fills me with awe and reverence god you are so wonderful the words are not enough we've got Access to God, we don't have to keep him at arm's distance like they did in the Old Testament because the curtain's been torn and we've got a way through and his name is Jesus. We can come boldly before the throne of grace and, and seek him for the things that we need. And, and Hebrews says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we can obtain mercy And find grace to help us in a time of need. You see, now we are not in the Old Testament, we're in the New. And we've got a direct line with the Father. That as we awe and reverence him, we can still come straight to him and say, Father, Abba, Father, here I am. I just want to love on you. I want to hear from you. He's given us his Holy Spirit. How blessed are we that we can rely on him. We've got access to God because of the blood of Jesus. Joshua 3, 4b, for you have not passed this way before. So this was an unfamiliar path. They hadn't come this way before and as believers, that can sometimes put fear into us. It can sometimes seem too hard and sometimes we can feel like giving up before we even start. Sometimes we can feel weary from the fight, we can feel weak, we can feel ill-equipped. Lord, I can't do this. We can't, but he can. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Romans 8.26, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered amazing. Isaiah 40, 31. I was listening to this in the drive up this morning. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those who wait on the Lord know that his strength is available, conditional on us being obedient to him when we're waiting on him. If we're waiting on him to drop a Mercedes out of the sky and we're waiting and waiting, it's not going to happen. Well, it could because nothing's impossible with God. But it's when we are in the will of God and we're obedient to God that we can pray and believe and ask God and not doubt and it shall be done for nothing is impossible with God. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, will I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He also gives us times of refreshing. In Acts 3, 19, it says, Repent, in other words, turn away from the things you're doing that are not pleasing to God. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And so that times of refreshing, may come from the presence of the Lord. We have the assurance of God's presence as we look at the uncharted waters, as we look at the path in front of us. We need not fear. God will give us all we need, all that we need to do, all he wants to do in us and through us and that way he gets all the glory. He's amazing. Psalm 18.32 It is God who arms me with strength. And he makes my way perfect. And Habakkuk 3.19. A cluck. <laughs> Habakkuk 3.19. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high heels. Hills, not heels, not my high heels. On high heels. Isn't that amazing? He does it. God does it. In Romans 8.31. What should we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And Luke one thirty seven, for with God, nothing is impossible when we are in his will. Nothing is impossible. So we press forward, knowing that there will be resistance in the things that God is asking of us. Knowing there will be resistance, knowing that things may come against us, but also knowing that God is with us. Not pulling back, not walking Uh, on a a separate path to do your own thing, walking in the company of those that love God with you and are destined to follow the path that God has for them. Hebrews 10.39 says, We are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. You see, sometimes we want to see the results before we've even started the fight. Sometimes we want an assurance that things are going to be all right. You see, the waters of the Jordan didn't start to divide until the priest's feet were dipped into it. Nothing happened until they got in, until they put their feet in the wet, until they stepped out onto the water. And sometimes we can be like that. We can say, we want to see what the end result, we want some assurance of what it's going to be. But God says in Psalm 119, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So if we're following the path that God has for us, the the lamp unto our feet shows us just enough light for the step we're on. But the light to our path is further on. So as we take those steps, one step at a time, the the path will light up. We don't know what, what the path looks down around the corner like. But we know that God's word and he will by his spirit lead us and show us one step at a time. Now do this, now do that. Now do this next thing. And, you know, the things that we're doing as a church corporately and 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 wanting to assist our community with, with no reservations and no expectations. We just want to love on our community. We want to bless our community and we're not sure how it's going to look. We've done the preparation. We've done all of the things in place ready to launch this week and now we leave it to God because God is going to bless the community through the hub that is part of the the function of, of what we're doing here at Bridge City Church. So we don't know what the end is going to look like, but we know that we're in the path of God. We know the preparations are done. We know we're reverencing God as we step out and individually some of the things that God is asking of you. You may be about to move house, you may be about to change job, you may be about to have a baby, and there are a few babies that are being born in the church at the moment. Not just this moment, but in the next weeks. <laughs> so that's that's an uncharted path it's it's you've not passed this way before so we trust God in what he's doing through that you see God's timing is critical God's timing is critical in that as we do the things according to his plan he will open the doors for us and sometimes we can say, Lord, when? I've been waiting so long. When is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? When it's God's perfect timing. And in the meantime, we trust God. We wait on God. We look to God. And we don't lose our joy through the trials. And timing, that timing is critical. And anyone who's had a baby or is ever having a baby, you know that unless you allow that child to to come to full term. Anything that's brought forth ahead of time, uh, it's either a failure to thrive or it doesn't survive. So just like the things that God is placing in our hearts to do, his timing is critical in what we do. So in order to get to Jericho, to Canaan, across to the promised land, we've got to pass through the Jordan River because Jericho's on the other side And we've not passed this way before. I think the church is at a crossroad. I think the church is at a place where we're about to cross over. I think the church is about to do some incredible things for the kingdom of God and for our beautiful community both here and at Smithfield Plains. And that fills me with incredible excitement. Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. He identified a problem that is an ongoing problem until the time of the second coming of Christ. And as a church, we need to be armed and equipped to deal and to help, to be the hands and the feet and the love and the compassion and the respect to be given to people that come in need. You see, all we can see is on this side, but God knows what's on the other side. Trust him. Believe him. He knows what you're facing. He knows what's ahead. And then Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. They're commanded to sanctify themselves because the Lord was about to do incredible things. What does this mean? To sanctify something is to set it apart for a sacred purpose or a religious use. To be free from sin, to impart or impute sacredness, to make productive of holiness or piety. So my definition of sanctify is repent, renew refocus, redirect your energies and then God's going to restore and do incredible things. In other words, let's get clean. Let's lay aside every weight that would hinder us. Let's repent of the things we need to repent of. Let's lay down the things that are getting in the way of what God wants to do in us and through us. And there are things that God wants to do. There are in each one of us. God's been challenging me this week in so on so many levels. I've, I've been sick this week. I had a birthday this week. I had lots of things happen this week. (laughs) My dog ate my favourite shoe this week. (laughs) But we trust God in no matter what is happening. We don't let things become a distraction. We open our hearts before God and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation we trust in god in everything that's happening in our lives so what does it take to get across the jordan you got to get ready you got to prepare then you got to wait and it begins with a choice are you going to stay in your lodgings or are you going to move lord not my will but your will be done And that's what Jesus said. So what happened? We're going to read on a little further. So Joshua 3, 9. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, by this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hevites, the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. And if you want to do a word study on all of those shites, and sites, and you'll find that there is a, a, an incredible depth of understanding that we'll get in what those enemies look like and how they apply in our lives. That's another sermon. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man from every tribe, and it shall come to pass... As soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand up as a heap. He deals with our enemies. He cuts them off when we're in his will. It heaps up like it stands up. Can you imagine the roaring waters of the Jordan coming down? And we've been in the Jordan. We've done baptisms in the Jordan River. And when it's in flood, it's absolutely impressive but could you imagine that as the priests stepped out and put their feet into the into the water the waters parted and God stopped them and all of the upstream flow heaped up and it would have kept heaping and heaping and heaping and heaping until such time as they passed over onto the dry ground and into that place that Canaan the Jericho that they were moving towards you think about that God is a God of the impossible. So it was when the people set out from the camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as those who bore the, the Ark came to the Jordan and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away. Isn't that amazing? So the waters that went down into the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea failed and were cut off and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. Unbelievable. Stepping out in faith... In the will of God, we will see the impossible done in Him. I believe this is a prophetic word for Bridge City Church today. I believe that as we step out individually and corporately in the things that God has called us to do, if we are rising early, making the best of every day, sanctifying ourselves, preparing our hearts, listening to God, loving God, walking together in unity, then the things that God is going to do are going to be amazing, absolutely amazing. Stepping out onto that onto that surface that by all, from all measures looked like it wouldn't do anything. They thought they'd be drowned. And I'm sure there were those that passed over that were watching that, that, the, the stream of water rising up and up and thinking, is it going to fall on us? Are we going to be drowned? Are we going to be washed away just like the Egyptians were at the Red Sea? But no, if God is for you, who can be against you? God is amazing. It will come to pass. Just like Moses in Exodus, just like God did in the Genesis creation story, just like Elijah did. God will make a way where there is no way in the natural. We are standing right on the banks of the Jordan about to cross into the Jericho. Amen. Let me just read you something. Isaiah 43. But now... Thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Amen. God is about to do amazing things. Amen. Let's pray. God will prepare. God will provide. God will protect. God will make a way when we do all of those things. It's time to step out. Father God, I just thank you today that as we look to you, we know that salvation is through Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank you for the shed blood of Jesus on the cross that we can boldly come into your presence today and say, Lord God, we just want to be in your will. We want to do what you've given us to do. We want to walk in the path you set before us. We don't want to camp a day longer than you have ordained for us to camp. We don't want to lodge in a place of temporary lodging when you are preparing a place for us of permanence, Lord God. Father, I pray that for each one of us here today and those listening online, that we will prepare ourselves our hearts. We will lay down the things that are hindering us, that we will allow you to minister to our hearts and our souls, Father, in the areas, Lord God, where we're struggling, where we feel inadequate, where we feel weak, knowing that you're our God. And Lord God, as you minister to us, we know that you can and will and long to make us whole, Father God, so that we can serve you with all our hearts and our souls and our minds and our strength. Father God, as we are in this place of about to cross over father god i thank you that individually and corporately lord god we are in unity we're in one accord there is a sweet blessing that comes from that and god i pray today that as we reverence you that as we worship you as we follow your word as we as we keep your presence as a as a uh, a relationship of awe and reverence that we would love on you the way only You deserve to be loved, Lord God, that you would lead us and guide us and show us your path. Father God, I pray that you would help us, Lord God, get cleaned up. And God, that we step out, that we will walk by faith and not by sight. And as we walk by faith, it will come to pass. Father, we give you praise and thanks because without you, we can do nothing. Lord, you are our strength, you're our shield. And God, we just commit this day. And each one in this place into your mighty hands and say, Lord God, have your will, have your way in every life. And as we move forward, Father, I thank you that you go before us and prepare the way in all we need. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. We'll come along to our Sunday service at 10 a.m.